0: Then you will truly be successful And we know all things work together for the good work together The good work together oh. And we know all things work together for the good Gotta work together The good to those who love God he has word on your lips. To those who are called, oh. according to his purpose. Purpose. it's his purpose, not mine.
1: We're in a new book today, everybody. Lamentations, the third chapter, the first verse. I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of the Lord's wrath. He has driven me away and made me walk in darkness rather than light. Indeed, he has turned his hand against me again and again all day long. He has made my skin and my flesh grow old and has broken my bones. He has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and hardship. He has made me dwell in darkness like those long dead. He has walled me in so I cannot escape. He has weighed me down with chains. Even when I call out or cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has barred my way with blocks of stone. He has made my paths crooked like a bear lying in wait, like a lion in hiding. He dragged me from the path and mangled me and left me without help. He drew his bow and made me the target for his arrows. He pierced my heart with arrows from his quiver. I became the laughingstock of all my people. They mocked me in song all day long. He has filled me with bitter herbs and given me gall to drink. He has broken my teeth with gravel. He has trampled me in the dust. I have deprived and have been deprived of peace. I have forgotten what prosperity is. So I say my splendor is gone and all that I had hoped for from the Lord. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And that ends our reading for today. Today's topic for your consideration is titled Heal the Hurting. For the last 36 days, I have tried my best to insert positive connecting topics for our pre-flow that speak directly to or speak to something important for the sake of purpose and the subject matter for the day. Today's subject matter is lamentations and no other prophet preacher speaker has captivated this subject of lamentations and the context around jeremiah's tribulation quite like bishop jackie mccullough i struggled though because there were so many good nuggets that i wanted to share the entire sermon with you and i'm gonna make an executive decision Before I give the rest of my summary and the purpose thought that I think connects to what God wants to say to you today, I wanna call back Bishop Jackie McCullough to give us a little bit more of the sermon that we started hearing earlier today. What do you think? Let's
2: do it. You know, there was a time, there was a time when we prayed we prayed for our community. We prayed for the house next door. We prayed for the drug lord down the street, and the lord ran him out of there. We prayed that the killing would stop and the murders stop. We prayed, oh come on, that the arrest rate would go down and it went down. We ain't praying no more, saying something, something got our attention. We pray. We pray. I was in Liberia and um, a couple of years ago doing a medical mission and they sent us to one of the hospitals and it's a woman's hospital where they have babies and every other baby came out dead. Every other baby was thrown in the trunk of a car. And they drove off. And if they weren't driving off with dead babies, they were coming with their babies and asking us, please take them, just take them with you. We'll gladly give away our children. And we stood in the middle of death and the middle of the of, of, of pride situation and call on God. We stopped the clinic and called on God. Do you know hear me? <laughs> we held back the penicillin and called on God. Oh, come on. I mean, he still works, you all. He still says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, it still avails. I, I, I don't understand what happened. And, and immediately, death stopped. Not another dead baby came out of there. Oh, come on, church. It's time for us to cry for our nation. Cry for your household. Cry for the next generation who is clueless on how to call on God. But maybe if you call, somebody will catch it. Somebody will know how to say, Our Father which art in heaven. Put your hands together. I feel a praise in here now. jeremiah cried and then you know the cry became so overwhelming the reality was so horrific he became depressed even good preachers become depressed even praying saints become depressed When you look at the condition and things seemingly are not changing, you can become depressed. There are more preachers talking about, I'm giving up the pulpit, I'm gonna stop pastoring and I feel better not pastoring. Young people who have been in the music industry for years have now denounced their faith and they're questioning whether something happened along the way. Somebody didn't hear the cry of their soul somebody didn't give them good theology somebody didn't help them to work it out somebody didn't allow them to get answers but here is Jeremiah after you cried and shift tell your neighbor shift shift after you get depressed and come out of it come out of it it's all right to get burdened but turn it over turn it over the bible said cast your cares on the lord don't stay there tell your neighbor don't stay there don't you go down in the dumps and make a house come on come on come on up now it's time to shift this thing Come on. We got a little bit of time. We got a little bit of time to shift it before the enemy tries to take over. Before agendas come to affect the pulpit. Before they set up situations to keep us from preaching the gospel. We got a little bit of time to shift this thing. Can I get some help in here? Put your hands together. You got the power to... I may be helpless in certain areas, don't have an army, don't have a chunky bank account, but I'm not hopeless. <laughs> you see, that's the difference. I don't have a whole lot of stuff. I can't go certain places and do certain things, but I'm not hopeless. <laughs> Why are you not hopeless? Cause I'm right here with Jeremiah And Jeremiah said, "It is of the Lord's mercies that I didn't jump off the bridge. It's of of the Lord's mercies that I didn't give up my faith. It's of the Lord's mercies that I can still say hallelujah. It is of the Lord's oh, come on, it's the mercy of the Lord. (laughs) It's not because I'm so strong." and confident and intelligent and got it going on. Oh, come on, three o'clock in the morning, intelligence don't take you through. It's the Lord have mercy. It's the mercy of the Lord that grabbed you back in your right mind. You better thank him today for mercy. Now, it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not what? consumed and then I'm really finished consumed it means to be wasted to be spent to be so gone that you can't get it together It overtakes you and you lose your power to get back up again. It sucks you in. And it holds you hostage and won't let you go. But but look at the mercy of God. Many of us think, oh, it was a horrible experience. No, we don't know horrible. It's horrible if God didn't set boundaries. It it, it went far, but it didn't go too far. It hit you, but it couldn't kill you. Knocked you down, but couldn't wipe you out. I call that mercy. It should have consumed you until we don't remember that you're alive. Because that's the plan of the enemy. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. He comes to destroy. But I have come. That's why you're not crazy. You're supposed to be on the psych ward. You're, You're supposed to be taking opioids. You're supposed to be on drugs to get up in the morning and go to bed at night. But look at you, look at you, look at you, look at you. Lord, have mercy they couldn't keep you in the hospital because they couldn't put any drugs in you because between morning and evening you got your mind back come on it's called mercy look at you you should be in jail for writing the wrong thing on the application the mess that we have done we should be in more trouble but the mercy of God set a boundary said I'm taking you out of this because you two dumb to know when to quit. (laughs) Hey, God, help me. I quit for you. I shut it down for you. I broke it up for you. I got you out just in time. I stopped it because you didn't have the power to stop it. I want you to thank him for mercy, right? Come on, come on, come on, come on. I took that person out of your life just in time. I shut it down just before you got AIDS. I stepped up in the stuff and closed the door because you were getting ready to make a grand fool of yourself, but mercy came out of heaven and said, not that one, not that one. Oh, come on, you've gone far enough. Now back up, back up, mercy is in charge. Come on and thank God for mercy.
1: It's day 37 of our 90-day challenge and we're reading the book of Lamentations. Now, fun fact, Lamentations is an anthology of five poems. When I read that, I first thought, wow, so the Bible gives us a kaleidoscopic diversity of options as it relates to how you read it. You have metaphor, you have simile, you have parable, you have allegory, you have types, and you have poems. And in those poems, especially in the book of Lamentations, you get permission to grieve out loud. You get a chance to say, I'm confused, but thou, O oh Lord, are a shield for me. My friend, Rachel, has a unique calling and she is a wordsmith. She has written several books. But one thing that I am most inspired by is that when someone loses a loved one in Trenton, New Jersey, Rachel is the person they call to recite a poem at the home-going celebration. You see, Rachel is aware enough about her calling to give the word of comfort in poetry form because that may be the only thing that can minister to that dark, sad, grieving soul. What gifts do you have, like Rachel's, that can comfort people during difficult times? Today, Take inventory of the things you do for fun and just maybe you'll discover that that's more than fun, it's purpose.
3: No shadow of turning with thee, thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not as thou hast been, thou forever will. All I have needed now. In manifold witness To thy great faithfulness Mercy and love Great is thy faithfulness Great is thy faithfulness Morning by morning New mercy All I have in thine hand hath, oh, hath my. great is thy faithfulness Lord,
0: turn to me
3: pardon for sin and a peace that in to guide, strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mind with 10,000 beside. Oh, great is Thy faithfulness,
0: great is Thy faithfulness. More
4: soul be well, the rest will follow. And to the rest of you, I hear the music to Here Comes the Bride. So I want us this morning to welcome the couple, because I heard the man of God bring about that marriage. Of purpose and prayer, because without prayer, there will be no purpose attained. Because you see, your garden, that garden that he keeps talking about. I I I've never heard Pastor Sean say that he's involved in gardening, but he keeps talking about it because that is the place of privilege. You see, it's the place that we get to tell him, we love him. You got to have a meeting place. When you're a couple, you have meeting places. That's what your garden is, it's a meeting place. Where I get to tell him, it's just you and I, hey, i love you it's the place that you get to be vulnerable and tell him i don't just love you god but i need you i i can't do this without you i don't even understand what i'm supposed to be doing i know i'm here for a purpose i know there's purpose in me but where do i get the clarity in the garden in his presence it's the place that you get to say god I don't just love you, I don't just uh, need you, but I want you. So what are we really saying when we tell them we want I'm telling you, I choose you. I know there are many others around, but I choose you. It's the place that you get to do different than the nine. You get to come back and say, thank you, don't, do away with your garden. It's the place where you learn how to broaden your bandwidth. <laughs> where you learn to wait. Where you learn to join them wholeheartedly, not bits and pieces, but but all of you. Where you learn how do I reach my goals? Get yourself in the garden, baby. How do I reach my family in your garden? How do you reach your community? Those around you that God keep sending to you in your garden, where you learn to watch and wait, enhance your capacity, your broad bandwidth, because you can't produce fruit without being impregnated. So that's where he infuses with divine life from its source, God himself right there, where? In the garden. Now, he talked about the garden of Gethsemane, but baby, your garden is not less. It's the place where he communed with the father, is the place where you'll commune with the father. And you cannot reach purpose and be disconnected. There's no need to talk about the broadband width and the Wi-Fi if there's no connection, huh? you listen go to the garden
1: y'all i don't know the prayer thing is on me today we need to add an hour of prayer i just got that back in the day i used to do this thing on wednesday mornings at 5 a.m called uh project encounter that'll be it it'll be wednesdays there it is hour power five o'clock i guess we'll keep it zoom but you don't have to show your video because everybody gets on Zoom already, Um, but yeah, I just felt that.